minutes 20 to 40 minutes. <laughs> well, ke- ke- careful, mate. I've had a few beers, so you might need a dumb button ready. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had a couple of beers as well. So, l- like I say to Monkey, we don't we don't censor anything here, mate. So anything you say, <laughs> anything you say can and will be posted onto the thread. <laughs> so, right, I, um, I might text my mum and tell her not to have a listen. This don't week. listen. Not that I think she knows how to uh, work podcasts. Get, get your mum, get your mum around it. Your debut oh, mate, on Talk Talk. No, um, don't worry. I, I love the I love the sound of my own voice enough. I'll be uh, getting the getting the views up this week. Don't you worry. Love it, mate. <laughs> all right, so I've got like a, a rough rundown sheet. Normally, me and Monkey talk about this pre-game, but um, yep. this time it's just me. We're on the so, fly. so basically, you're just uh, gonna have to run off me. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> so, firstly, I reckon point one. I reckon you're gonna love because you are one of the quintessential I hate eagles love dockers people <laughs> and the first oh, the first the first point i had is the weekend's games eagles loss dogs versus north and carlton versus collingwood so let's talk about the eagles loss what do you reckon can, jack can we, can we just real quick i want to talk about this the round that's just been if you were to look at the fixtures because I, I didn't pay that much attention to the buy rounds but if you were to look at the fixtures regardless of the results that was one of the shittest rounds of football that you were ever going to see for a long time. There was going to be what? There was supposed to be two shellackings and a heap of shit games in the middle. But I tell you what, the the commentators, I, lo- I loved how they pointed out every time Darling and Kennedy were missing, even when it came. <laughs> they're kicking the ball into nobody. They're like, oh, where's Darling yeah. and Kennedy? Oh, they're not well, playing. My, my favourite one is I picked up three times in one quarter where the kick out came. And they, well, that's where normally Darling gets up and has a big hanger. Oh, and who was commentating? I don't, I don't know who was on it, but I jumped on the heat maps with the boys, and I don't think they've ever got down to the back 50. So. <laughs> yeah, Kennedy doesn't make it down that far, and I don't think Darling does that often either. Um, the good thing about the Eagles is generally they get it out past 70 before like they need their forwards, whereas we need our key forward like 60 out generally. 
Yeah, well, yeah, we need our key forward about 45 out on a hard lead and we still won't kick it to him. Yeah, but we mean like back 50. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we need yeah, Pav yeah, leading. Run, we need back. Pav leading back in the back 50. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we just need a heap of Pavs and two fives maybe. I think if you've got uh, too many fives, it'd be Imagine too much. if we had two fives and two Pavs, like a five in the mid and a five forward and a Pav in the mid and a Pav forward. Man. Oh shit. Man, it's good good thing I'm sitting down. <laughs> yeah, because oh, wow. you hide that boner. Um so a little bit, yeah. but I thought the <laughs> the Eagles loss was pretty indicative of the fact it's like their season at the moment reminds me of our twenty fifteen season where we looked a million dollars in the first ten rounds. And then Hawthorne. And then but then the cracks started showing, man. Yeah, and it, and it, like and the the actual problems in our team started showing that they rely on like big marks from their forwards. They rely on players that aren't that good being better than they are. Um, I, like yeah, I think the Eagles I, are a very good side, but they're not as good as number one on the league. Oh God, no! But the, the really sad thing because I'm I'm like you and most of the other boys on that on the on the Freo Rockets chat. I watch five games. Five games a week, pretty much. And I think Sydney, just you and play... I are the ones that do that. Like Monkey watches like one game a week. Duck watches <laughs> one and a half. It, it just no, not trying to throw too many stones at Monkey, but is it always a Freo game you watch it? I reckon sometimes he doesn't even watch that one. <laughs> to be honest, uh, but but if you go back to what last last week when West Coast played Sydney, sure they lost, but they put up a fucking good game. It's just this week. It just, I mean. I reckon Carlton would have rolled them last week. It was just fucking dismal. It was pretty shit. Yeah, but it was like, it was, I reckon if you were to do the tipping nationally, like if it was all on one website, (laughs) I reckon reckon less than 5% of people would have thought Essendon would win. And I've got some mates that are, yeah, I've got some mates that are like staunch Essendon fans and they're like, we're going to get pumped this week. And they're like, I'm very surprised by this result and I'm still surprised. But yeah, I, but even though I think it's probably the cracks show and Eagles will, will dissolve back to the like f- maybe fourth to tenth side that they are, they'll probably make, they'll definitely make finals because they've won so many games so far. Yeah, they'll, but, they'll be bottom eight for sure. But I mean, there's a good traffic jam that they're not going to drop down into with yeah. uh, basically Collingwood down. They're just not going to be able to drop that far just because everyone plays each other. It's simple as that. Yeah, I, I, I think the earlier... Um, opinions of Eagles are starting to like like what we all thought about the Eagles earlier is starting to now happen in that they were probably playing better than they they are um, early and now they're starting to play like shitter than they are but it's sort of balancing out into where we thought they would be but they'll, they'll yeah, definitely make you... finals like somewhere between you know seventh and fourth or third or something like that. Hundred percent. You look at you look at someone like Lacroix. I mean, Lacroix was playing really well. That's only because they two hit up forwards are playing well. He's gonna he is going to nosedive horrible. Yeah, with, without without key forwards. He, yeah, exactly. I agree. And he's I reckon he's not even injured this week. He was just like, I don't know if I want to play without, <laughs> without Darling and Kennedy. <laughs> see, see, that's the thing. I'm I'm a big advocate for Ballantyne, um basically getting a farewell game at the end of the year and probably giving them a give them a good ice bath for the next. Uh, what is it, eight rounds, but I reckon if you put Valentine in with Kennedy and Darling, he'd clean up as well. It's just it's just the way it goes. Oh, I agree. 
I reckon you could put me or you in with with Kennedy <laughs> and Darling, and we'd get like the odd goal. Mate, like, that's, I that's don't only think because it's... someone gets someone gets marched into the square off at fifty, and I'll still be asking for the handoff. Don't you worry, yeah, I'll be yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other game, the other game I had a note about. Oh, I had two games, so it was the Eagles. Eagles won the Dogs versus North. So did you watch that? Like where dog, I, Dogs got in uh, front, and then North kicked that late goal. If you ask my supervisor, no, but yeah, I was watching it. It was that was so bad. The what the three or four entries in that last quarter, the Bulldogs they just they cooked everyone. I mean, the last one that was a twelve point turnaround, you had two men out on the lead and one fifty fifty, and you kick it out on the full. Yeah, How the fuck do you manage so that? So someone spoke about that. It was it was Jeremy Wallace, so the guy that they're like rumouring that might leave the club. And he was, you could see what he was trying to do. He was like, I either need to hit the target or it needs to go out of bounds. And instead of doing mm. either, he kicked it straight out of bounds on the full. <laughs> it was mm. like, oh, but fuck. And it, that, how it much is that like, a docker? It wasn't like it was close. But that's such it, a docker's thing to do. That's like such a docker's oh, thing to 100%. do. <laughs> if, Mate, I, I was pretty sure that was Daniel Pierce running. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, we're going to win this game. All I need to do is hit the target or bounce it inside 50 and out of bounds on the full. <laughs> Um, oh well, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting, and I think North probably got a, a wake up call in that they're not they they probably thought they were better than they were, and like I reckon they're like a you know an eighth to tenth side still, but um, they obviously I hope played so. pretty well. At the beginning of the year, I had a cheeky uh, tipple with a mate. I put a grand on with him that um, North wouldn't make the eight, and I felt pretty safe in that Holy considering the highest shit. prediction I saw was um, like. 15th and they have been doing rather well so I, I'm not as safe in that as I uh, felt Mate, uh, 10 the, weeks ago you, he put a grand on that they'd make the 8 I feel like firstly yeah. that is an outrageous bet for him to make and secondly you must be feeling your butthole must be puckering well, to, to be honest though I felt bad handing over money and bets before but fair dooks to this bloke. If I have to hand a, a bit of cash over at the end of the year I'll be he has small. risked to, some yeah. cash yeah Oh mate, I, I bet on a dollar oh five and I've lost. I, um, I, I, you can't be too pissed off with that. That is outrageous. What a legend! I reckon. Yeah, good, good man. Either he's like the the dumbest, most loyal fan, or he's just a smart dude. He's Pro- a bombers fan. That's that's the greatest thing about oh, him. Oh really? He doesn't even like me. <laughs> yeah. Um. The the problem is that Rouge could still easily miss finals. Like the the logjam is pretty real, and if they. I don't know. I, like, Bruce look okay, but then they also, sometimes you're like, ugh, are they good? Yeah. Man, it's just, yeah, no, that's the best way to describe it. And, I mean, there's half of that log jam in the middle. I mean, same thing with Melbourne. Um, Collingwood are a bit better up than pretty much everyone else in that log jam. They probably deserve to be a game and a half higher yeah, than they are. But I agree. Everyone else, like, you look at GWS, they put mediocre games together constantly, but everyone else kind of plays good passages and shit ones. Yeah, so... so yeah, so, it, like, it, it, the question the question is that, um, really, there's nine games left, and the nine games, it's very important, like, what happens. Like, there, there, is, there is nothing locked in at the moment. So the Eagles could drop out of the top four, the Tigers could drop out of the top four, um, more or less. So... I don't know. You, you like you can make some pretty strong assumptions, but at the moment, I'm just getting the ladder up right now. At the moment, <coughs> so 
North are sitting equal equal eighth with Hawthorne. Eighth, yep. Yep, and then uh, half a game behind GWS. GWS, then, Adelaide. Um, so, Essendon and Frio. We're going to win. So, like, well, we'll talk about that later. But you'd think we'd win this on, weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, like, you know, if, if Roos lose to Geelong, then suddenly, like, they're a game closer. If GWS beat uh, whoever they play. So this is the thing. Jedavis and Hawthorne, I believe, kick it off this weekend. Yeah, they the next do. Next two play. or three weekends, basically from Geelong down to Freo, we all kind of play each other. So I reckon the next three weeks it's going to spread out a little bit, and we should have a. That's a good point, a actually. Melbourne. So Melbourne play Saints, so they should win. So you'd think that like sixth to first clears out a little bit, and then mm. seventh to twelfth like starts to separate. But I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, so the other game I had from the weekend was I watched a bit of the Carlton Collingwood. Um, so oh, yeah. so Coll- Collingwood, good side man. Um, but firstly, can Collingwood please put a clash jumper on? Like I don't care how long you've been a club in whatever league you've ever played in. Like, there are teams in the Premier League that have been around for two hundred years that wear a clash jumper. When you play Carlton, can you guys not wear the same fucking colours? Oh, yeah, 100%. And just very quickly, one of my biggest gripes at the moment for jumpers, did Port Adelaide donate half of a jumper to North Melbourne? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> I, mean, no, I, know, I know they're a poor club and all, tier. but... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I was watching the game. And like, fair enough for you, your big games. You, um, God, what's that? Anzac Day and maybe Queen's Birthday and all that sort of stuff. You don't mind the double jumper. Double the thing home, is, but... Anzac Day is against Essendon. White and black mm. are fine. So, like, white mm. white and black versus red and black is very different. And then Queen's mm. Birthday is Dees and Collingwood. Like, no one will get them. It's the same colours, basically. But how about Carlton that, Collingwood? That... Someone's going to have to wear, like, all white or all black. Like, it's not that hard. I'd, I'd love to know what the actual players find, you know, leading out. Because... If you're if you're making a split second decision, trying to look for some little white strips, like shorts or socks or something, like like no, yeah. just fucking. What what? Yeah, you're right. White socks and some shorts are just just so like that split second decision. Surely that'd help. Mate, I had to play. We played footy in Queensland a couple of years ago, and we had to wear this random like white or slash purple jumper just because we didn't have a class jumper and our jumpers were too similar and we were a big way team. So we wore, wore like literally just a white jumper. Like there was no markings on it whatsoever. It was just like an umpire's <laughs> jumper. And we were like, oh, we don't care. Like as long as we can see who we're playing against, like like no player complained. We were all like, oh, look, whatever. <laughs> it's literally um, just the Collingwood like management that are being sooks about this. Man, it's just stuff like that that makes me sit there and go, I wish we had an Eddie. Like, he's a dick, but he's such a good man for the that football club. I just yeah, as in, like, it. they get whatever they want just because he's a douche. Yeah, it's, it's just like everyone's sitting there having a debate. He walks in and says no, and they're all like, okay, oh, sorry. Oh, well, this guy has money, so. Um, <laughs> so, last week, Monkey actually bet on Essendon against Eagles. It was a pretty good bet. Mm, I, got I saw a, that. You'd have to be happy with that. Yeah, you would be. I wanted to get around him too, but he, he stole them because I let him go first. So I got around Brisbane, who were service, manageable slash like serviceable, but didn't win. 
Um, so yeah. th- this week, there's a few actually pretty good games out there. Um, have you had a look at the odds at all? I have, and I'm just having a squeeze through now. See, if we were going to do this before tonight, I would have... Um, gone on Sydney? Yeah, I would have gone $2. on Sydney. $2.50. Uh, I, I had Sydney in my top four of the week. Um, so I've, I've, had, I've got some good dosh off Sydney this year. There have they've been some really bad odds to them. I mean, as soon as Franklin drops out, they're not a bad team without him, but as soon as he drops out, go and have a quick sniff. I mean, you, you just you just never know. They were paying $4.60 against Geelong, and fair enough, Hanabry was out. But, I mean, against Geelong this year, they haven't been crash hot or anything. Yeah, I agree. And that is where my pick this week comes from, is the Bulldogs. $4.75 versus Geelong at Eddie Hat or the MCG. So, Dogs played pretty well last week, man. So, I'm going to get around the Dogs. <laughs> and they have... Uh, they have a pretty good... I, I thought they had a couple more injuries this week, but they've, they've still got that pretty good list running in. Yeah, and the um, Geelong are playing like a... Uh, a knuckle, like a, a WA cat. guy, like a new guy. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. I'm going to go down the dogs at 475. Do you reckon you're going to pick a team? Well, I was actually going to go with Adelaide, but then I realised they're favourites by a long way. Yeah, <laughs> Eagles are two dollars forty-seven. Yeah. Uh, I reckon there's two to go here, and since it's Rush's club, I think I'm going to go with Saints over Melbourne because that would just be such a good upset. That would be a treat, wouldn't it? <laughs> but Hawks are the long odds against GWS. So Hawks I mean, are the other there? one. Yeah, Hawks are the other one I had. So I had dogs, it's, eagles, it's and just, hawks. It's just not long enough for the uh, for the old dog talk, is what they're two dollars fifteen. No, 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 mate. As long as they're the roughy, it's fun. <laughs> Ducky started. I shoot for the stars, duck, mate. mate, duck started adding adding in margins and shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Next, next time you add in a margin. I'd love to see you two have a running race, but you'd have to give him. You'd have to give him. I'd have to give him a margin, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So this week, you'll get around this. So I'm pretty sure I sent it to our thread as well. So Grant Thomas tweeted. So do you remember when Trelaw hurt his hamstrings in that Carlton Collingwood game, and he was like running down the wing and then dived. Yep. And then he grabbed his hamstrings. And someone was chasing him, but didn't tackle him. So basically, wasn't involved at all. Grant Thomas, the ex St Kilda coach, has tweeted, "Why is there no discussion around Lockie O'Brien, who was a, a player chasing him, involvement in Adam Trelaw's dual hamstring injury?" It's like, oh man, that was what? so bad. Why do you think there is no discussion around this, mate? Because the guy was chasing him, as you do in football, and then the guy hurt his hamstrings, which happens sometimes when you're running quickly, and he didn't touch the guy. Man, is that it, like it, the it, worst? It, is that a, is, man, like, has he been hacked? The only the only thing I can think of, and it's probably only because I'm a couple of tin stakers. Maybe he's coming out of left field and having a uh, a bit of a dig at the MRP because they seem to take do you reckon, well, most of the time. And do you reckon it's ironic? It could be ironic because I mean, and up until about oh, whenever Five got suspended, they were they were punishing for the past three years the injury, not the incident. Yeah. So maybe it I is ironic. It. I I don't I I haven't ever taken. Grant Thomas to be like a super sarcastic dude that would run an like an ironic tweet like that. Like he seems no, like the sort I, of dude. Like he seems like a um, 
What's his name? If, like he, sits a, like on a whoopee, if he sits on a whoopee cushion, he wouldn't get it. Yeah, like he, he yeah. seems like a Kane Corns type that just would say anything to get, <laughs> to get a, a few retweets. Man, talk about Kane Corns. I reckon fucking Reese Palmer's walking down that road too now. Mate, he's trying, to, he's trying, to, he's trying to sell a couple of houses. Did you see that thing? <laughs> I did. I, I saw that. I, I saw that and um, scrolled down. I was going to tag everyone in it, but you beat me to it. Yeah. So, oh, Mate, I fucking lolled so property. hard at that. <laughs> I'm just having a quick morning jog, and then I came past these blocks that I'm selling. It's like, did either of those things happen, mate? And then <laughs> Monkey's just like, whoa, his hair's looking fresh. Are you sure he's jogging? <laughs> But let, let's be honest, if you're now an ex-footballer real estate agent and you don't know what properties you're selling and just happen to come across one, I'd be a tad worried. Yeah. Let, let's, let's Mate, what honest, about just, just having a casual jog and accidentally coming past the... <laughs> oh, whoa. This looks like a block that I'm... Oh, it is. Shit. I better, Man, better post in, a fresh live... hair photo about it. <laughs> if he's living in Bassendean with the old 20 days... Uh, you don't go for a casual jog without a bit more armory going on there. That's I, true. I, I did live there for a little while, but yeah, um, he, he didn't quite look rough enough for going for a little bath and dan jog anyway. No, mate, there's no way that was not the most like planned out bloody video ever. All right, so did you watch Bob this week, that Bob Murphy TV show on Fox? Do you have Fox footy? Uh, I, uh, I do at home, and the site I've been working on lately, um, they opted for Wi Fi over. Over Fox cells, so I guess tits over tits over footy, which is a bit unfortunate sometimes. But it yeah. seems like there's a fair bit going on Fox footy this year. So yeah, no, it's actually better. So Bob Murphy has a TV show where he just it's it. So the way I put it was, it's the same as um, Michael Barlow's podcast, except like on TV and with good audio, like where you can actually hear what's <laughs> happening. There's not like like cups clanking everywhere and you're just like, like what is happening in the background sounds like world war Two in the background um <laughs> so bob murphy interviewed fife it was actually a pretty good show like i'm pretty sure you could youtube it or go on to one of the dockers threads and, and watch it but like two of the things that came up two or three of the things that came up were pretty funny so firstly um bob murphy was like oh you wouldn't want to get on the end of like a ross lion sledge or like a, a Ross Lyon um, rip and he was like oh so a new player to the club like he was came from another club last year but that won't give it away so literally it's Matera or Wilson <laughs> and he's like was doing up his shoelaces during a Ross Lyon address and then fast like he won't ever do that ever again so apparently so apparently one of these two has either just gotten the shit ripped out of them by Lyon he was doing his shoelaces up. <laughs> Man, that that's got to be material. I mean, Wilson is a mean-looking unit. I don't, I don't, I don't. He could hit me in the face, and I reckon nah, I apologise to that bloke. But I reckon, I reckon Wilson would be the sort of dude that would just like dopely like start doing up his shoelaces. He'd be like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> whereas material would probably have his shoelaces and his socks pulled up like two hours pre-game, and like he'd be the sort of dude that rocks up to the game wearing his boots and his socks pulled up. <laughs> Oh, 100%, 100%. Have the full kit on and then he takes it home Wilson's the sort of dude that forgets his socks every week. He's like, fuck, <laughs> have you guys got any spare socks? <laughs> oh, man. He's like, oh, shit, I only brought two right boots this week. Oh, good. Not again. <laughs> um, but there was another one. So he was like, 
um, he was talking to a player who's suddenly uh, become entrenched in the in the first pick 22 and he was saying how the player said that even though now he's entrenched he's like not comfortable we were like oh that's got that it's, we were saying it's got to be Langdon hey yeah Langdon who was in and out of the side and now he's like probably top 10 or something like that oh man he, he's becoming the lead runner I mean there's only I think three games this year that he hasn't been the total, uh, total distance holder for Freo what about when Brad Hill comes back in, we have Brad Hill and Langdon on either wing. Like that's that's yeah. a, that's a pretty sweet wing these days. Yeah, God, yeah. But this, like, this is that's what really screwed me up. I thought Brad Hill would get more distance. He has more fast-paced efforts, but Ed just works his works his whole off. He just gets around the ground. Yeah, so no, it's pretty sweet to watch actually. Um, the final thing was, Fife said that he got sledged like relatively recently. And someone said, "Hey, can you stop being such an individual?" <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> what? Is that a sledge, even? Um, so I don't know. Five's an idiot anyway, so he's probably just like doing his hair or something. And someone's like, "This is probably someone oh, from the man. Dockers being like, hey, mate, can you stop doing your hair and like get around this contest?'" <laughs> I, I don't feel like he got enough heat for that. Like, I, I, you oh. know, you saw a few comments fly around, but he literally stopped to tie up his ponytail. Do you do you feel like? Fun. Do you feel like, you know how we talk about Victorian bias all the time and stuff like that? Do you feel like Fife is the one docker that is immune to the docker-like uh, criticism? So he can do anything. Like he stopped to tie his hair up while the contest was happening and he copped like the slightest video and no one got, no one cared. Yet, like, um, Ross Lyon had some floss and copped like two weeks of shit for it. <laughs> In the coaching box where he couldn't have affected anything and he was literally probably just had something. He probably was like, oh shit, has anyone got anything that I can get this out of my teeth while I'm coaching? It won't affect my game at all. <laughs> Five stops to do his just, hair that's up. Just, that's just a Ross thing. I mean, come on. Everyone's favourite whipping boy is Ross. including yeah. our club, unfortunately. But, that's true. I mean, yeah, you, you, you're not wrong. He's not he's not full blood Victorian yet or otherwise he would have uh, still be eligible. Just uh, that's throw true. that one out there. That's true. But he, it, yeah. the, he the other one five K fine. Yeah, the other one who gets the uh, the good old Victorian bias has to be Cheryl because everyone in the AFL community knows he's going back to Victoria next year. God, I hope he doesn't though. After next year as well. So the worst is like, yeah, he's still got a whole year. He's he's halfway through his contract. <laughs> no, he's now, now, he's he's like. Forty-five percent the way through his contract, or forty percent. Now I, I want to throw this out to you because I asked PR, but I don't know if those boys can fact check this. What happens if he doesn't sign? Does he? Do we get priority picks, and the AFL helps him to another club? Or no, no, no. So what happens? So what happens is that at the end of your contract, if so, he's not eligible to be a free agent, so he can't free agent anywhere because I think you have to pay five or five years or something like that. So if he get like so we own him until the draft. So if he wants to get traded, we can trade him, but obviously we don't have that much power because he could just go to the draft or he goes to the draft, the national draft, so like first pick can take him. So if he if the first pick isn't the club he wants to go to, then the first club can be like, "Well, why don't we take you, mate?" because <laughs> 
<laughs> so so yeah, it, he, he doesn't he doesn't have that how much gags would yeah. it be if we didn't sign him and then and we then get the first hang, pick just so we can pick him again yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly how, or we trade for the first pick just <laughs> we're like, mate, thing going on. mate we got you I, I feel like he's probably just holding out to the end of the season this season to get more money because he's probably going to be worth more money at the end of the season and oh, then, 100%. Like, I feel like it's only the last two years that players in their first season at a club have been signing extensions. That so didn't, that's that didn't happen well, well, too much before. Well, that, that's the thing. There's not there, with uh, Fox Footy is probably one of the main media scrutinies coming in because you got to fill content with something. But what's wrong with if you're an absolute gun, waiting? You know, if you if you're fairly confident, fairly happy, you're not going to get injured, you know, touch wood. Why not wait for your contract to be out and actually get paid for what you work? Because, I mean, they wouldn't have paid half of the other boys who signed stuff all. I mean, you I, know, you've, got, I agree. you've got to fill out five's pockets somehow. I agree. And get ready for Hogan. But I think that chair is like, well, I've only played like two, two or three really good games and then like some solid games. So why would I sign because you can see that I will probably play good games soon? Like, why don't I wait, yeah. like, until I finish my first season of AFL to see what I'm actually worth? Because I reckon, I, I reckon the Dockers are just, like, trying to sign people to save themselves money because they're like, well, obviously, if you get injured, then you're worth less. But well, if you don't well, get injured, it, you're worth way more. <laughs> well, maybe maybe even on the flip side, maybe it's the first time three hours. Because we seem to be in this really weird period that I'm not used to where we seem to have a plan and we seem to have forward thinking. So maybe they're, they've already figured out what they're going to be paying for a couple of free agents over the next couple of years or what they expect to pay. So they're trying to get all their ducks in a row with salary yeah. caps to actually tee that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon that's... So I reckon <laughs> signing Brayshaw and then trying to lock away Chera, once they lock away Chera, then everyone else is sort of like a pawn in the way of whoever they're going to pay big money to to try and get. That's probably a fair point, actually. Um, that they probably know what they're paying everyone except Chera in the next two to three years, and then they're going to try and throw some big money at some people in the next two years. Uh, who knows? Um, so there was a thing. So talking about so how Fife got that individual sledge. So I was playing footy the other week. I had this written down because I thought it'd be pretty funny. So this I had a shot at goal. Um, probably from like, you know, 48, 49 metres and it, it got touched on the line and it like, and so no one had really been chirping this game. It was like second quarter and we were down by like five or six goals. Like no one was really trying that hard in this twos game. And this, <laughs> this dude comes up to me, this like relatively chubby dude and he starts like bumping me and I'm like, I'm like trying to get into the zone for the kick in. I'm like, mate, what are you doing? And he's like, oh mate, like probably need to be you know, five or 10 metres closer next time, eh? And I'm like, I'm like, leave me alone. And he like kept saying, hey, kept saying like, you need to be five or 10 metres closer. I was like, mate, you need to be five or 10 kilos lighter. And then, and then like the only people that were around me were his teammates and two of them started laughing, like, like not laughing, oh, mate, like, just kills you. like two of them started like cracking up laughing. And I just looked around and saw it was his teammates. And I was just like, well, I just burn you fucking pretty hard. And I was thinking that, you know, you've made a good burn when their team, like their teammates laugh at it. <laughs> 
and the best thing is you just know you just know they're going to dig it into him later at training. Yeah. So you, just, you got you got that long term game win on yeah. as well. Mate, he's going to cop that again. The best was, it's like, mate, leave me alone. Like, I'm not, I wasn't attacking you. Like, you've just randomly selected me and started, like, trying to burn me for missing a goal for, by, like, a metre. It's like, fuck off, you fat cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay you out before you came to me. Like, you brought this on yourself. Um, but, yeah. All right, so seeing as Freo didn't have a game last... I thought I just didn't include that because I, th- I was quite proud that, like, one of the other teammates laughed at a gag that I made. <laughs> um, I, I do love the fact, though, that you kicked a point and you turned it into a good story. Yeah, exactly. It's a good story about I yourself, the goal, oh, it's so, up. Mate, good, good story. Later in that game, a guy kicked... Uh, sorry, I tackled somebody in the defensive 50, like, probably 45 metres out from our defensive goal... I was holding the ball, and the umpire gave the ball to me, and the, the player that I tackled turned to the umpire and said, I thought that I hand-passed that, like, literally in that voice at that tone. And the umpire was like, that's 50, mate. <laughs> I, was, I, just, I just started laughing. I was like, whoa, all right, I'll ride this. And so, like, I jog it up, and then because, like, that was a nothing 50, they keep arguing, and I ended up getting taken to 10 metres out from goal, and I kicked a goal. <laughs> So I ended up going from oh, 45 boy. metres out from my defensive goal to 10 metres out from my attacking goal and kicking a goal. And my, my mates were just like, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was not... <laughs> oh, and, I, and when I told them what the first 50 was for, they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Not that you ever would. You always feel like missing, but you're not going to. <laughs> Mate, I was too close. It was fucked. Um, all right, so... Because we didn't have a game, I was going to go through the mid-season review. So basically, I've got oh, seven or eight categories. And so I've got an answer written down already, but I'll ask for your answer and then I'll compare to mine. And then basically, right. just, just give me what you think. So we'll start off with our best player so far. Probably Ed or Lockie Neal. I, I, I know Lockie Neal's been a bit down this year, but he just rocks up. That's all he does. He rocks up, he plays footy, and he goes home. He's just been, he's just been cream. And it's probably only thinking Langdon just because of how uh, mediocre he played the last two years. But that boy has meant so much to us. If we didn't have him in his run, we would be looking pretty embarrassing this part of the year. Yeah, so I agree. I had Neil in brackets as my number two, but I think you cannot Whoa. go past Fife being our best player so far. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. See, that, that's the thing. It's like uh, the, the Michael Jordan. The Michael yeah, yeah, Jordan. yeah. yeah. You, it's, just, you just glance exactly. over Fife because he's just the best. You just assume that he's going to be best, yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right, so my next, my next category was biggest improver, and like you say, I had Langdon, but I had another player as well. Biggest improver. Oh, well, obviously, Ed Lee, but I, I don't know. There's been a lot of chat around Kirsten, but I reckon Kirsten's almost on the Lacrae in the scales where if you didn't have that back five, he wouldn't be a hell of a lot. Actually, it's probably Tabernacle. Before he did his ankle, he just looked so clean. Actually, I didn't have Tabernacle, but I reckon that's unreal. So Tabernacle literally was the downfall of our team until we found Cox. <laughs> So, basically, we need a marking forward or else we're terrible. Um, so, I agree with that. The The second one I had after Langdon, I reckon Langdon's easily the, the biggest improver, was um, Alex Pierce. He's not really a big improver. He's just, like, 
actually playing now. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd like, I, I always thought he was going to be something pretty special. You like when you come out and do what he did in the first couple of years. Uh, it might probably be a big surprise that he came back and played as well as, as he has well after as he a did, broken yeah, leg. Yeah, that's probably true. He recovered. He has recovered better than Fife has if you look at form basis. Well, yeah, he's yeah he's come back in the first season after and done really well. Um, what about the best rookie? So we've got seven or eight or however many we've had first season players. It's probably got to be Cherry, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's not it's not that hard. Really, well, cause... The, the funny thing is, so Chera is probably the most polished, but he probably hasn't played as many good games. Brayshaw has played the most consistent, like... Brayshaw is like an average football player at the moment, but, like, for his, uh, for his first the... 10 games, he's been better than, like, 50% of the AFL. And then Banfield's been quite consistent, too. Oh, 100%. So, you so sort you're, of... You're it, it's, 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 very, it's very close between those three, I think. 100%, but the, the one thing you look at Brayshaw, and it's someone made the comment, they actually might have been Duck last year with SPP, um, or PSP, which... Uh, Cal SPP, Pepper or Petrovsky um, Seaton, yeah. Uh, whichever one it was, and just saying, they're a really good footballer out the gate, but they're not going to get a hell of a lot better. You can see the ceiling isn't far away. Yeah. But someone like a Chera, like, I don't think he's... I don't think comparing him to Judd is appropriate but you know there's there's just there's going to be something out of it well the thing is i think that the spp <laughs> analogy applies to banfield but i don't think it applies to brayshaw because i think brayshaw could turn into like a um joe watson or a uh josh kennedy from sydney or something like that like he could turn into one of those pretty Real big, yeah like he, he I, I think the Dockers drafted him as in you're going to be captain in 10 years' time. Like, I don't think they drafted him like you're going to be a, like a, a Subin in three years' boy's time. Um, so, whereas Chera, I completely agree, has the, the class of... I reckon Pendlebury's easily the best um, analogy for Chera. Just this classy inside midfielder that looks quicker than he is, probably. Um, oh, 100%. Looks like he's got time. Yeah, way more time than he does have. Um, all right, best recruit. We've got Wilson and Matera, 50-50. Oh, that's w- w- Wilson. Easy. Wilson. I reckon, yeah, Wil- I reckon Wilson's probably the best recruit of the year for the AFL. Like, he's a gun. Oh, 100%. And you could tell the games he was being tied down as well and telling him not to run out. Yeah. If he could just take that, that two half steps to slow down before delivering the ball, he, he could be an absolute elite footballer yeah 100% I think he already is verging elite and then as we grow he'll become 25 26 years old so he's only getting better as well so I think that well, we've drafted he, he, we, we've traded sorry very well by getting those yeah, players we, 100% and we've we've had probably probably I'm being a little bit upset with him because a lot of the times he's running in and sending it into 50 fair enough it's not great inside 50s but if you imagine a forward line with an Atmos, Tabernacle, and a Cops, if you really want to stretch it, that all of a sudden that chaos ball that goes in the air, we've got three or probably two of the top three tallest men. Yeah, and probably, so probably Ballas going up for the mark and Walters going up for the mark <laughs> as well. Yeah, or Ballas standing at the back when it drops at the front and Walters trying to sit on Cox's shoulders for yeah. no apparent reason. Exactly. 
Cox going for the mark with two hands on the ball and Walters like spoiling him. <laughs> um, all right. What about what was your best win of the season so far? Oh. I don't know. There's been a few good games. It's probably because it's short memory. But I'm going to say it's not a full game either. I'm going to say the first half of the Carlton game. Because I think that, oh, has, been, yeah, that has been really good. important to our image as a club. And What, scoring boys, 77 points and a half? Yeah, that's pretty fair. Look, that's and, and pretty, fair, that's pretty and defensible. The fan base as well. That's pretty defensible. So I had Adelaide because we had no Fife, no Sandy, and we got it done, and we were copying it. Like, that was when we were at the bottom, like, when it was all of the Ross Lyon stuff, and we just got pants by Collingwood, and, like, you know, they're all like, you've got bad cogs, you're like Tronics on the Purple Rain telling us how, like, we need to get rid of Ross Lyon, and... I feel like the club was just copping it and then they turn around and get that done. Obviously against an undermanned Adelaide, but an undermanned Frio as well. Um, yeah. And it, I, I, I reckon that, that three-point win is going to do, like, you know, wonders for the club going forward way beyond the four points that it got us. Oh, 100%. And poor Adelaide. God knows what's happening there. Did you, did you get that half-an-hour press conference between... Uh, in between the Brisbane and the, the Giants game. No, what do you mean? So Adelaide held a press conference. You, you have to check it out, have a look. So the I didn't know that much about the camp until the last couple of weeks when it kept getting brought up. Yeah. But Adelaide basically have officially distanced themselves from, I can't remember the camp's name, but the camp group and the camp who... It's called like... Um... Oh, it's some very positive sounding thing. It's like mind frame or something. <laughs> Positive yeah, mind po- or something. Positive mind. Yeah, positive minds. I think it's positive minds, like yeah. yeah. Um, but man, that was, mate, that, that was the, the whole camp thing. thing sounds weird. The best was, so recently they were like, in the camp, in that Adelaide camp, apparently they made them listen to the Richmond song on repeat. Richmond, yeah, on the bus towards the camp. And Duck I mean, and I... How, how does that start a good weekend? Mate, Duck and I were talking about that. We are like, the Richmond song's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> And, it really is, eh? Hey. So, how do we not have Eskimo Joe's song? I mean, that was just mate, so much better than whatever the crap we have. So it was literally the weekend that we played Adelaide. So the Saturday I hung out with a few guys that are Adelaide supporters. And then something came on, like one of the songs came on. And they were like, Frio's song is the worst song ever. And I was like, you know what? You know why it's the worst song? Because once we beat you, you then have to listen to it. It's salt in the wound, mate. And one of them was like... One of them was like, holy oh. shit, that is like the most profound thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I remember you bringing that up, or Something bringing that up about it, but yeah, that, 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 just, that just had me in stitches, that is just... Mate, but I the best is, theory. can you That's imagine so having to listen to the Freo song on repeat? You just, and if you weren't a Freo fan, you'd just be like, oh, good God, end it now. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think Adelaide in some trouble. All right, so after best win, worst loss. What was the worst loss of the year so far for you, for whatever reason? Probably Collingwood because I put a bit of dosh on with one of my workers. But yeah, yeah just we didn't need, we didn't even kick we didn't even kick uh, kick on. It was just beyond the first quarter. It sucked, didn't it? I was at that game actually. Yeah. That was a big the, weekend the only, in Melbourne. The only other one that I think stung a bit, but it stung in a good way. We should have rolled GWS. Now that, that just hurt because I've, uh, it's it's that doctor's feeling. You sit there and go, 
we didn't lose. Uh, you didn't win that game. We lost that game. And I reckon that's the most Dockers way to feel coming out of a game, <laughs> feeling like yeah. you lost it, not that they won it. Well, uh, yeah, I completely agree. And the GWS one does come to mind, but my worst loss was definitely the Eagles game where we lost uh, by nine points or whatever, and it would have been uh, it would have been such a like I feel like that season at both our season and the Eagles season was teetering in the balance, and that game was the like you know the Eagles went one way, we went the other way. Because I feel like so right. Because my point. My point before is applicable there because what we had like nine shots a goal in the last quarter and scored something stupid like one goal four one goal yeah. five and they basically did nothing in that last quarter or that there yeah, that was painful. It my was very frustrating, too. very frustrating. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my partner is the quintessential Eagles member. Oh, she mate. barely knows when they're playing and all that, but don't worry, she she lets me know when they're winning. She, yeah, she waits till they update the Facebook or something and then tells you. That's what's good about my missus doesn't watch footy at all. So more she just doesn't understand when I get very upset or very happy. <laughs> so it's a kind of a, it's kind of a different devil to uh, evil to to um, try and combat. But you know it's probably better than the Eagles fan. Um, so the final my final do- uh, mid season review is. What was your dockeriest moment of the year so far? And I've got a corker of a dockery moment. Man, that's a tough one. Um, I, it's probably. Do you want me to give you an example? A, and then I'll, you, I'll have I'll have a crack, and you can tell me if I'm kind of on, on the right line. Fires getting suspended, not because he got suspended, but all of a sudden we had the whole, you know, VFL thing going on and all that sort of stuff, but all of a sudden, at that particular time, it's a bit different a couple of weeks later, but at that particular time, there was pretty much no reason to watch the rest of the games for the year, but you know you were going to. Yeah, that's true, actually. That's pretty dockery. Mine's slightly different tact. My dockeriest moment was when um, Matera is running into goal and he got put off slash smothered by a pigeon. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah, I'm wishing out. I'm a hundred <laughs> That is, if that is not the, if you were to tell me that happened, I'd be like, that was definitely a Dockers player that was running into goal. <laughs> All I could picture when I saw that was um, Pavlich running in and slipping over on the fresh ground. Yeah, that, oh, that, exactly. That is, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh, good God. Um <laughs> But yeah, all right. So for the rest of the season, I'll, I'll run you through who we play and where we play them, and then I want to know who we're going to beat, who we're a good chance to beat, and who we're an outside chance to beat, i.e. like who we might lose to. So we've got nine games. We've got the Lions this week at home. Man, if we lose that, I'm not. I'm just. Um, I think I can't remember if I'm second or third, third tier, but I'm going to get to the next tier below me real quick. I'll tell you that much. If we lose, yeah, throw yourself down. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we play the D's in Darwin. See, that's an interesting one. I reckon we have a good sniff, and it just depends on what happens this week for the D's. I I've mean, got us D's, as an outside chance for that as well, to be honest. Yeah, an outside I, chance. So like I think a, we're, we're the underdog. 25, 25. So the underdog, yeah, exactly. Really? But yeah. I'm not I'm not off that game. Uh, we play Port at home. 
I reckon we're an outside chance for that. We're an if outside not, chance, if not, yeah. if not a good chance. Like, we're like 60-40 uh, underdogs for that. Depending on how Port go this week, too. Essendon at Etihad Stadium, and I'll be in attendance at that game as well. Man, we should roll them. We should I roll hope them. so, Something too. Horrendous. But, but they have actually played a few good passages. Yeah, so. they have. But I feel like by then we have Alex Pierce, we have Brad Hill, Stephen Hill, possibly some other guys back by then too. That's in five weeks' time. I reckon well, quickly, we're a chance Alex, for that. On the Alex Pierce thing, real quick, he's been named in this week. Yeah, I, now, I don't reckon he'll play. I was going to say, we're playing Brisbane. I mean, and basically they're, one of their key forwards got knocked the fuck out and... Yeah, key back, but yeah, I know, I know exactly what good. you mean. Yeah. So why why bring a guy back who's recovering just give him an extra agree. week? He's had three weeks off. You're all sweet. He should rest. Darcy shouldn't play. Darcy should get another waffle week. We, if we can't win this game without those two, then the problems aren't those two. They're they're our team. So no. I feel like yeah. No. Um. All right. What about Hawks, Eagles, and Carlton? A three game run at Optus Oval. <laughs> Surely we're winning two out of those, hey? Uh, well, this is this is the thing. If you if we beat Hawthorne, I reckon we're favourites going in against the do you, Eagles. Do you reckon if we beat Hawks, then we beat the Eagles? But if we lose to the Hawks, then we're sort of like a thirty seventy to beat the Eagles. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm feeling. It's going to yeah, tear on that week. Fair, and then, actually. And then, kind of following on from that, we well, if we can't if we. No, we play Carlton and then we play Geelong in Geelong. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, play, uh, play Geelong at the Carlton. If we can't we beat Carlton, fuck, man. Um, man so, Geelong and Geelong is always, we're always underdogs and we always play better than we're expected to in Geelong. So, that's a that's one of my outside chances that I'm like, you know, a cheeky, you know, it's worth five, ten bucks on us at four or five dollars or something like that, which is undoubtedly going to be the odds. 100%. And you look at Geelong this year, they're just dropping random games. And, I mean, we've got a pretty good... Uh, pretty good... Um, play, And they've got a narrow ground as well. We play the narrow ground, man. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But we, we, we've got a pretty good record against Geelong. Yeah. I just reckon they're, they're due to drop some really weird games. So it wouldn't even surprise me if we won by, you know... I agree. And we should have like beaten that. them last year when we were worse. So I reckon oh, we could beat them. And then we played Pies last, which I reckon is a good coin toss, like a 50-50. It's all going to depend on, you know, because if, if Pies are sitting, I reckon if Pies are sitting six to, or five, five to one on the ladder, yeah. which they probably should be, we're going in at 75-25. But if they're anything below that, I reckon we're a real good sniff. Yeah, true. And it depends on... on the, what happens in the next eight rounds in terms of like who we've got fit and who they've got fit? Like they've lost Trelaw for ten weeks or something. So that's I was a just huge thinking, out, what, yeah. what are they going to look like without Trelaw? Because he 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 did a lot for their structure. He's a big yeah, he's a big player for them. I don't know. Good question. Like it's it's honestly going to be what happens this week type thing. Um, Would, do you rate Mason Cox yet? No, not at all. Like literally, no. literally every time he kicks more than two goals, I'm like, oh, good lord! <laughs> I feel like he's he's the tabs of three years ago. It's like, mate, you cannot <laughs> trust that guy. He is the quintessential 
a basketball player that you ask to come and fill in for the footy. Yeah. He, he just doesn't look okay. It's too far. It's too far from the ball to their foot. Like, you're like, no, nah, there's no way that's going straight. Um, I, I just love I just love watching players like him try and pick up the ball off the ground without bending their knees. Yeah, it's just is, the best thing ever. Uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week we have named a, quite a large bench as because we're a Sunday game. We've named Alex Pierce, Walters, Sutcliffe, Ethan Hughes, and Scott Jones, and we've dropped Connor Blakely because he's injured for with that knee. Brisbane Lions have named. Three players that I've heard of and four players that I've never heard of in my life. So Daniel McStay, Mitch Robinson and Ryan Bastanak, but also Jacob Allenson, Mitchell Hinge, Jake Barrett and Jack Frost. And then Harris Andrews, who got um, like a brain injury and Mays and Bailey are out. So I don't know what Brisbane's rocking out. If we can't win this by 40 to 50 points, there's a problem. I think. Man, I just, it, it just felt good. Like, I felt, you know, like everyone, we should have probably smashed Carlton, but you have to give a bit of leeway with the whole six day break versus the bye team and all that. But we should have won that game by 70 to 100 points at yeah. least. Well, we were just, up by and, 70 at half time, so we probably should have won by 80 to 90, you'd think. You'd think. But I think man, we, we, we threw the team around accordingly and they responded accordingly which ended up being a 15 point loss to the half which is fine when we've won the first half by 70 so oh, 100% the, it's just this game if, I'd be just as happy if we kicked away to you know 30 point lead and just held that the whole game as if we won it by 50 or 60 and they got close a couple of times Yeah, just love to go a start to finish name and just own the whole thing but on that, it's interesting because Brisbane have been the worst team in the AFL this year for first quarters. And if we've gone back to that 2015, blasted out the gates and then just peter down slowly, hang on to your lead, it could be a really ugly first quarter. I hope so. Mate, the Frio's first quarter defines their game. Uh, we, I think in terms of the AFL, we aren't coming back from much. But if we get out to a lead, we can like defend it to some degree. Like even against Adelaide, we came out to a good first quarter, lost the second, we were down by like twenty or ten or something. But then we played really well in the second half. So like we need to be up at quarter time for us to have any chance of winning a game. I feel like oh, more, more than any other any other club. Oh, definitely. And just just a quick shout out to all you uh, Gold Coast supporters, which all three of you I'm sure listen to the podcast, but. Yeah. I, I'm feeling the pain about their fourth quarter thing because I remember when the old Mighty Anchors could not play a fourth quarter to save their life, so I'm feeling the pain a little bit for those Do guys. you remember back in the in the year we came Wooden Spoon, we'd generally be up at three-quarter time and with 10 minutes left and then we'd just get done by like 40 points or like 20 points? It did happen. Mate, I reckon, it's not I, as... I, reckon, I reckon that's why I got most of my concussions, just so I could forget that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Mate, Jack, you've filled in well tonight and I I think you've made a great debut and I feel you've got a long career in the uh, Talk Talk podcast game. But uh, thank you very much for coming on board, mate. And um, oh, and Monkey's a little, little baby girl. 
My pleasure, mate. Shout out uh, Monkey and Duck. And thank you very much, Shuddy, for keeping me entertained while I'm watching an auger go round and round and trying not to uh, top myself. Legend, mate. Good to have you on. <laughs> Cheers, Till next buddy. time, man. Have a good one. Bye.